What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 101.1. Weird to have that in those extra digits there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, we are continuing our playthrough of Yakuza 0. Uh, today I have with me Matt. Hello. And uh, we get we get in cliffhangers like crazy. So we leave off on kind of a cliffhanger at the last episode, and we leave off on a cliffhanger again on this episode. Yeah, I need a good uh, a good bowl of popcorn. It doesn't go well with a controller, but there's a lot of oh shit moments in this game. And, uh, <laughs> Tons. <laughs> it's pretty good. This is Yakuza, like, to its core. It's just like revelation after revelation. Yeah, I feel like I'm hanging on a thread in this game more than anything. I'm just like... I. I can't look away. One time I'm trying to go to the bathroom. I'm trying to lean around the corner to see what's happening. Well, you can, um, you can pause at any time. Yeah, I, I just found that out. That's actually super helpful given how long some of these conversations go on. Yeah, definitely. But um, So uh, we last left off with uh, Majima um, going in for a, a, a kill, I should say. Um, uh, has uh, been hired as a hitman to take out uh, this Makoto person uh, and come to find out um, well uh, she's a blind girl and uh, the Yakuza are after her and Majima we, we, we leave on the cliffhanger of does he kill her or does he not kill her yep I like that recap and I love that the game gives you recaps yes so good so good previously on right it's it's th this is the this would be such a good game that, like, I, if they if they came out with it almost like a TV show as well, right? You could come out with one of these every week, two chapters a week, and that would be a a fun way to play through this. I think we didn't devise it this way, but we've done four chapters a play session, and it just so happens to work out perfectly. Yep. Yeah, it would have been more awkward had we done five because you would have been stuck half halfway through a story. Yeah. Or so part of a story. So you're doing. You're doing two chapters as Kiryu. You're doing two chapters as Majima. And the, this play session is no different. As soon as we boot the game back up, it says previously on the story of Kazuma Kiryu. And like, oh, okay. So it's doing a recap of what's been going on in Kiryu's life. And we take over as Kiryu. Uh, so Kiryu is now out of the Yakuza. Uh, he needs to figure out uh, a way to clear his name not only for his sake, but also for his Yakuza commander, uh, Kazama. Uh, and um, he decides to join up with the Tachibana real estate company. Um, and Tachibana reveals that he's actually working for his old boss, Kazama. And um, they... So we messed up last episode thinking... I Or I, th I thought that Tachibana had already secured the empty lot. No, Tachibana is trying to figure out who owns the empty lot uh, so that they can purchase it and have that over the Yakuza's head because they're really going for it. So, uh, the first thing we do is we start to learn about the real estate company and learn how to be a real estate broker, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, I like that this chapter is called An Honest Living. Yeah. It, it is kind of funny, and 
I, I love the interplay between so many of the characters when he's getting picked on. He's like, no matter what clothes you wear, you still look like your Yakuza. Yeah. You still look like a hardened gangster. Um, Something about his stance more than anything. <laughs> well, he also has that dead stare. <laughs> yeah, the dead stare, the bare chest, the power stance. He never actually shows emotion. He yeah. does later on. Um uh, but he is one of those quintessential, sh- no emotion, strong, silent type guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, a little I've... bit more in the in the fully animated cutscenes, though, right? It, yeah, it's more like the model doesn't show any. Yeah, as, he's, he's... as as well as that is just his character. Yeah, that's true. Um, Majima is most certainly more animated than Kiryu yep. is. Sometimes tar- cartoonishly so. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, so, uh, Kiryu is, uh, now, uh, trying to go the straight and narrow, uh, working for a real estate company. Um, and first order business is get out of that gangster uniform and we'll find you a suit that makes you look like a businessman. So, uh, Kiryu runs back into Nishiki and is like, Hey, I need your help. You know about fashion. Please take me shopping. <laughs> So they go shopping, and Kiryu picks out the most lavish, stinking suit ever. Hmm. It's a white... It will, it will looks like a white leisure suit, is what it looks like. Yep. Uh, it's pinstriped, and the shirt is the flashiest freaking shirt you could imagine. <laughs> it's like a yellow and black patterned shirt. Yeah, it's definitely more like something Nishiki would wear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he still looks like Yakuza, but whatever. And uh, we have to go and talk with uh, um, a client uh, with um, the other real estate broker. I'm just going to call them brokers. Uh, Odo. Oda. Is it Odo or Oda? Oda. Oda. Uh, so we go and meet with this old man. Um did you do everything correct here when you go to meet him? Uh, I think so. Okay. So it's uh, don't order anything before the guest arrives. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I ordered, I did almost everything wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did everything right. There was, and, and I did not realize I was doing everything right. So I, I kind of figured the etiquette was, okay, don't order anything unless the guest wants something. You know what I mean? So I kind of figured that when we're trying to be well-mannered. Yeah, I was like, well, I'll just have a coffee and wait. Yeah. That was a no. That was a uh, hard no. The The only thing was like when picking the seat, and I was like, uh, I guess the seat closest to the door? I don't know. So I sat I sat to the, the seat that was closest to the door, which I did not know is considered the foot of the table. Yep. While the head of the table is the one farthest from the door. Which I guess makes sense. Right, like in the same way you would you would set up a bed so that your your head so you can like see the door. Yeah, that's true. You know, in case people come in and are ready to gank you. Well, you can uh, in you can this see world. So, but, well, yeah, exactly. You know, this is happening all the time in this game. Yeah. But that that was my thought, and I, I messed up this one too because I was like, all right, well, what would Kiryu want to do? I'm like, well, Kiryu would definitely, since he knows people are out to get him and he knows there's a lot going on, he would definitely sit facing the door. And less, I was thinking less business etiquette and more like what would he want to do. Right. 
Um, yeah, definitely messed that up. The, um, but, uh, yeah, I got all those right somehow. Didn't realize it and got a achievement for it that apparently is super rare. Like hardly anybody gets it. I was like, huh? Cause it's one of those yeah. achievements. So now if they get, if you have a super rare achievement that not a lot of people have, it does a whole different sound. It's like, it sounds like the achievement unlock sound, but then it like echoes and goes and it shows a diamond. And I'm like, huh. Oh wow. That's a rare achievement. All right. And I was like, I didn't even know I was getting one, but okay. But, uh, yeah, so I did that. Anyway, uh, the client shows up. It's an older man, and he's having an issue with a squatter. So Kiryu doesn't understand what a squatter is. He's like, what the hell's a squatter? And they had to explain it to him. Basically, oh, it's a guy who, say you're going to buy a property. It goes on the market. And while it's on the market, a guy moves in without telling anybody. And then when you buy the property, you go to go do whatever you want to with the property. And, oh, there's somebody actually living here and they're not leaving. And in a lot of these instances, the squatter will then demand money to relocate. Yep. Squatter's rights. You can't really kick them out. Yep. So, uh, he basically is hiring us to kick this guy out essentially but don't do it in any type of violent way we don't want to start anything we don't want the police involved this isn't the yakuza we want to just get him out so we're like okay well how much are you willing to pay this man to get him out if he asks for money and i can't remember i think it was, was it a million yen I, yeah, I think he said a million. Okay. He's willing to do a million yen, but if you can get it lower, please do. Yeah. And, and Kiryu's just, like, amazed. Oh, well, we'll get him out of there. Don't worry. Yeah. Pay a million yen. Pay a million yen? Are you out of your mind? For a guy who just, you know, sat his butt down? So, uh, the we have to then go check out the squatter area. Um, we meet Oda there. And this guy is like not listening to anything we have to say. He feels like he has the upper hand. And Oda basically is like, all right, let me, let me take point here. And he starts out being very nice saying, Hey, uh, somebody owns this place and you need to leave. And he's like, no, no, I got squatter rights. And he starts. Also, here's a gift box. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we got a gift box for you. Trying to butter him up a little bit. But this guy instantly plays the, no, no, I know my rights. And he reads off like the, the, the piece of legislation. Uh, and that's when Oda is like, okay, we're going to stop playing the nice guy act here. Look, we know you work for the Yakuza. They're paying you to sit here. We know, we need to know how much you want to get paid. And he's like, ah, we'll figure it out. (laughs) And he plays it off like, I don't know what you're talking about originally. He's like, I'm just, I'm just wanting to live here kind of thing. But as we're exiting, the Yakuza show up and they're like, oh, you guys are, uh, harassing Arya. 
one of our squatter guys. It's like, did we, uh, didn't we teach you guys a lesson earlier? And then Cosmo's like, eh, or Kiryu, sorry. Why don't, uh, why don't we reteach you that lesson again? <laughs> so we get into a big fight with the Yakuza and uh, beat the snot out of them. Uh, they run off. The squatter sees what the aftermath of this and is like, okay, I'm out. We're gone. So he leaves. Problem solved. Well, not necessarily. We're going to see those guys a little bit later on. But, uh, so yeah, that, that was kind of our first big foray into the, the real estate business. Um, Oda, uh, wants to, um, have a celebratory drink at this place called Serena. Now I'm very familiar with Serena. Uh, Serena is a local bar that Kiryu and Nishiki go to numerous times. Uh, in the later series. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is our kind of our introduction to Serena. Do more of the points in this game show up later? I mean, is it is it a similar map to some of the other games, or is it just this one place that happens to show up bet- between games? No, no, no. Kamurocho is the city. Yeah, okay. It changes slightly, but that is the city that you're in for the majority of the series. Uh, I know at least in Yakuza 1, 2, and 3. Some of 4 takes place somewhere else. I think the beginning of 4 takes some takes place somewhere else. It did feel weird, you know, when we get to it, just getting in a car and leaving the city. Yeah, it did. I was like, oh, wow, I <laughs> haven't really imagined this game taking place elsewhere. Or not in the city, or in the woods. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I, I guess the only thing that happens before we go to Serena that, that might be worth mentioning is that we go back and talk to the owner, and he tells us about the five billionaires, which I don't... I assume that's going to come up later in the game or later in the series. Uh, yeah. They're, they're part of the whole real estate minigame thing. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we, we go to tell the, um the owner of the building, hey, we got the squatter out. And uh, we find him beat up all to hell by this one guy that we ran into right before turning the corner who is this, like, millionaire rich dude who thinks he runs the place. He's part of the, gosh, I can't remember what they're called. But um, he's part of this, this real estate mogul conglomerate that's taken up a lot of, Camarocho, and um, he's also trying to to beat. Um, hang on a second. Sorry, my wife is yelling at the cat. But um, yeah, so uh, they they're trying to to run out the uh, the old guy who's running the. Who just bought that property? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and he he's the one who kind of introduces us to the the whole. Hey, uh, why don't you run a real estate company? You know, a side gig 
where you buy up a bunch of real estate and just collect the profits from it. That sounds nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not. <laughs> I found the other uh, money-generating minigame to be a lot easier than this one. <laughs> or at least easier to understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so we go to meet Oda with the celebratory drink at Serena. And when we get there, ah, look, Nishi's there having a drink by himself. And we're like, oh, I didn't know you knew about this place. And he's like, yep, I've been coming here for a little while now. It's kind of my, my little place where the Yakuza don't really come. Yeah, my underground local. Yeah. So we, uh, we decide to get a few drinks, sit there at the bar, having a good time with Nishiki and the hostess, the bartender lady. I can't remember what her name is, but she is in the other games as well. Mm. Do some karaoke. Yeah, do some karaoke. Which I definitely did better at the second time around. Yeah, holy crap. Uh, did you pay attention to what's going on in karaoke behind the the, the lyrics and the, the button prompts? A little bit, but the speed of the of going through the lines is seems so random in this that uh, it, it it's hard to look at the background and the button presses at the same time. But yeah, a little bit with them still transforming. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's really insane. But uh, anyway. Uh, some time passes, and Nishi's like, "Where's your real estate buddy? He's been." Supposed to meet you like an hour ago? And it's like, yeah, he's being really late. As soon as he says that, bam, a door slams open. And in walks in a beat up to a freaking bloody pulp Oda, who falls down and collapses. At that point, we're like, who did this to you? Oh, it's the Yakuza. Here they yep. come in. And they're like, yeah, uh, we're a. Uh, we need to have a little chat with you right now. And as that's happening, the ringleader of this little group of Yakuza comes in. And uh, it's a very familiar face to Kiryu. It's one of the lieutenants. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Awano? Awano? Yeah, I think so. And uh, he was one of the, the three lieutenants that were dealing with the whole uh, Kiryu killing somebody. And uh, this guy, he's like, oh, Nishiki's here. Wonder what uh, what you guys are doing. Why, 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 is, why is one of our own hanging out with a guy who's just a civilian? And he slams Nishiki's face into the bar. <laughs> yep. And uh, he's he's like, okay, you need to get out there, Kiryu. Uh, uh, my guys are going to have a little discussion with you, and I'm going to have a little discussion with Nishiki here. And so Kiryu goes outside, and we run. We have to fight those Yakas that we fought before. Uh, beat the living crap out of them again. And uh, Awano shows back up. And gives a little proposition. He's like, so here's the deal. We need you to just go ahead and turn yourself in. 
you really need to uh to just go down for this murder because we need you out of the way. We also need Tachibana to go down. So while you're at it, why don't you give us Tachibana's location and uh we'll talk about possibly coming back into the Yakuza if you do. So there's only two ways out of this. Dead or jail, <laughs> essentially. Yep. Um, or do what we say and think about bringing you back in. Of course, Kiryu's like, I'm not doing any of that. It's like, well, why don't we give you a day to think about it? Yeah, Awano's very, like, in... Every time we see him lately, he's just pushing so hard to to woo or sway Kiryu. And Kiryu has no no appetite for it at all. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he, he threatens Nishiki as well. Basically, um, hey, we're going to kill your friend too if you don't do what we say. Yeah, pl- classic bad guy maneuver. You may be willing to give up your life, but are you willing to give up your friends and family's lives? Yeah. Uh, he also mentions um, the orphanage. <laughs> yep. He's like, uh, yeah, we we sent a couple of guys down there to that orphanage. Really nice little place down there uh, where you guys grew up at. Uh, even met the caretaker there. Seems pretty nice. Something happened. Yeah, it'd be a shame if something happened to that orphanage. You know, like if we accidentally, like you know, set it on fire and then poured some gasoline on it. So heavy uh, with the threats. We uh, <laughs> now now we're back in it. We're back. We, we were we were running the straight and narrow, and now all of a sudden we gotta we gotta give up our 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 one good guy who's trying to help us. And, uh, man. So, the pressure is on at this point. Uh, we have a day to give up Tachibana. Uh, Tachibana has also, we contact him and he's like, okay, so here's the thing. I know who owns the empty lot now. I'm actually going to contact them. But you're going to have to give me some time before we get this set up. And Kiryu's like, look, they want me to turn you in. The Yakuza wants to know where you are, and they're going to kill you. Or they're going to kill me. Uh, and of course, Oda hears this and is like, yeah, um, we can't trust Kiryu right now. So uh, you need to hide so nobody can find you. So as it stands right now, Kiryu, Oda, anybody doesn't know where Tachibana is. So now what do we do? <laughs> and that's when uh, we're kind of on the run. Uh, I would that that's the end of that chapter, I believe, right? Yeah, and, yeah, that's the end of five. Yeah, and then chapter six happens. And chapter six is from beginning to end insane. Yeah, this this is where this game hit a new high for me. Yeah, just like you know, I the the more we play, the more invested I'm getting. You know, the more 
the more that the, the story kind of folds in on itself and the reveals feel important to the characters and, you know, and the relationships in their lives, each one of those reveals deepens it for me. Whereas they could always have just thrown something new in and always have a new, a new entrant and, you know, in a new out of left field plot of trouble that they get into. And that could have still been interesting, but it wouldn't have had kind of the impact that it does. I mean, so much of this, that the fact that Iwanu keeps coming back, the fact that these lieutenants are essentially hounding him through this game and you know that they're going to be there always on his tail. And, you know, it's again, the more, the more I play and the more I get exposure to those relationships and the strains and stresses that they go through, the better, you know, the better this game gets for me. Yeah. So this is chapter six is basically Kiryu on the run. Um, it's now the next day. Tachibana has secured who is on, who actually owns the empty lot. Um, but Kiryu is also being pursued by the Yakuza. Um, so he has to basically try to get out of Dodge. Uh, at least lay low, skip town possibly if he can. And Yet yet he decides to go and sleep it off for the night? Well, yeah, I, I guess he figured I've got 24 hours. To, yeah, I've got to, until sun up or whatever, sure. Yeah. But I'm not sure I would have risked it. If it feels like I need to rest up because stuff's going to go down tomorrow. Yeah. Is what yeah, it kind of felt like. So, um, next morning, Kiryu's on the run. And all the Yakuza are after him. Uh, and we run into every one of them. Holy crap. Yep. Uh, tons of fights throughout the city. Uh, and we're trying to make it to um oh gosh where are we trying to get to first the real estate office uh i i think so because this isn't the point yet where tachibana just said survive for a day basically i'll contact you yeah and i think we try to go to the real estate office and then they find us there, and that's when we get chased. While we're getting chased, that's when we run into the stripper. Yep. Uh, so we're going through, we're running through the streets, getting chased by the yakuza. We're getting into constant fights, having to beat those guys up. As we're running down the streets, a stripper of all things uh, says, "Hey, looks like the yakuza are after you." Why don't you come inside and lay low for a little bit? And Kiryu's like, ah, I'm not going to get you involved. She's like, look, okay. There's actually a back exit to this place that leads to the sewers if you want to take it. That can probably get you out of here. So Kiryu's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to you. Sure enough, there is kind of like a secret passage that leads to the sewers. Is he, is he just trying to get out of the city? I by, I by any means necessary? I think so. Um, so traveling through the sewers, uh, as he's going down this long corridor through the sewers, he sees something coming at him. Somebody on a motorcycle. 
<laughs> and as it, the motorcycle is approaching, he realizes who it is. Good it old is buddy. his old buddy, his uh, the the newly uh, nine fingered, <laughs> like Frodo, L- Lieutenant Kuze shows up with a freaking lead pipe and clotheslines Kiryu as he drives by on a motorcycle. The dude, yeah, there's not much that could feel more Japanese than this. Yeah, than this run up. Yeah, the motorcycle then flips. He comes off of the motorcycle and lands, sliding lands. Kiryu's getting up as he's been knocked to the ground in this in this underground pipe. Oh, also, Kuze is shirtless because, yep, of course, with, he with is. bandages with bandages on. Yeah. Bandages and tattoos, that's all you see in the sky with a lead pipe. Yeah. I just, it, 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 the first thing I thought is, what was the scenario by which he was like, everybody get out of my way, I'm taking this motorcycle down down into the sewers, and I'm just going to sit there and hope that somebody comes comes at me. Well, he knew that Kiryu was going to be down there because, well, the stripper works for him. Yeah, and did did she see Kiryu and then call Kuze? There wasn't enough time for that. So the only other thing I can imagine is that the people were strategically placed in the city to direct him to that point. Possibly. So that then the stripper would, you know, was out, was on the lookout for him basically. True. But still, I mean, <laughs> not sure getting the motorcycle down there is really worth the effort, but I don't think so either. But it but it's a cool moment anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we have another boss fight with Kuze. Which, I, I don't know what happened. This was, like, the easiest fight of the whole game, I It thought. was. It was. Easier than, like, most of the regular fights. Yes. This guy went down easy. Like, he never, like, blocked anything. It was just, I just kept swinging and he just kept getting, taking hits. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Weird. But, uh, I beat him with ease. And, uh, Kiryu's basically, he's got him. He's got him knocked down. He's got this lead pipe in his hand. And he can slam this lead pipe directly into his face and freaking murder him. But he chooses not to. And this was a really good scene. I mean, you know, uh, part of the reason, not not the main reason, but part of the reason I love this chapter so much was this confrontation. Because you can, you know, again, another kind of classic scene where someone's like, yes, you've beaten me. Now end it. You know, Karate Kid style. Finish him. But, you know, obviously... Someone like Kiryu won't do that and wouldn't do that and, you know, absolutely could not do that. So, uh, you know, the, I like the whole, like, I don't care how many times I have to beat you. I don't care how many times you come after me. I, you know, I will put you down and I will, you know, and I will continue on. I have things to do and I'm not going to let you stand in my way. And, you know, it's just, uh, it was like strong hand. It was like firm and strong handed, but not aggressive like he could have just ended it and killed him but he's just like i, I don't need to I'll, I'll i'll thwart you every single time you stand in my way yeah so kiryu continues on through the sewers makes it to the end and climbs up he is now in uh the disco lounge and the disco lounge is completely empty with the exception of two people what looks like a a stripper or pole dancer yeah. dancing with a man, another familiar face in a purple suit. Yep, 
a dude in a purple suit. Uh, well, it just so happens to be Awano. And he is very disgustingly dancing with this woman. And he's like, oh, Kiryu. Glad you finally showed up. So it looks like you you made it past my old buddy. <laughs> I like how he basically is like, I knew you would. Kuze's nothing. Yeah. He's like, so, uh, give any more thought to, uh, to giving over Tachibana? And Kiryu's basically like, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm I'm done with this. But uh, Wano is not having that. He's he's like, all right, here's the deal. This disco club is completely surrounded by my guys. They're armed to the teeth. The minute you step out there, they are ordered to murder you. So you either accept what you wanted, what I'm wanting you to do right now, or you can walk outside. Yeah, or you're dead in two minutes. Yeah. So what are you going to do? And Kiryu's like, I'll take my chances. Like how Wano's then first reaction is, okay, blam, I'm going to shoot the stripper. Yeah. He pulls out a gun and shoots the stripper dead. And, of course, Kiryu turns around and is like, what the hell are you doing? This is where he gives him his little... You know, the other part of his uh, almost trying to bond with him a little bit. He's like, look, I'm not a Yakuza. Kuze is a Yakuza. I'm, this is just a job for me. I just like nice things. I just like the money. I just like these purple suits. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's all this is. Don't, you know, don't build this up to more than it is. I, you know, let's let's just be done with this. It's just a job. Yeah. He's like, uh, he, he named the, the other lieutenant saying like, yeah. Yeah, Kuze's the muscle. He's the guy who does all the, you know, the the brawn around here. You know, yep. he's like, I'm, I'm just the good extortion, extortion. I'm just good at getting what I want. Yeah. And the lavish lifestyle fits both of us. Why don't you just go with us, man? And Kiryu's like, No, I'm good. Essentially, I choose death over joining you. Yeah. Which, again, is, is just another good character moment. Like, you know, the, because he could have just said no, but he's like, no, I, I you know, I, I don't care if I get shot to death in, in two minutes. I would rather have that than than ever join you and give up Tachibana for you. Yeah. So we have a boss fight with Iwano. I didn't find this too difficult. He did get a, a few good licks where I had to, like, take a stamina X. Yeah. But... Nothing too horribly bad. Yeah, same for me. It wasn't definitely wasn't as easy as Kuze, but it wasn't. But I, I, I definitely didn't get close to dying in it. Yeah. And uh, after beating him, once again, doesn't kill anybody here. We don't kill anybody. But uh, he walk. He's like, "All right, I'm out of here. I'm done listening to you. I'm done listening to anything. No deal." I'm leaving. And a great scene. Kiryu, with determination, but also you can tell there's some trepidation in his face. Yeah, but he steeled himself, right? Like, I, I know what's about to happen. I don't want it to, but it has to happen. Yeah. 
he uh pushes the doors open to the to the uh, disco lounge braces himself for the gunshots and he looks around and the streets are normal there's just regular everyday people normal traffic walking around there's not a single yakuza in sight and he's like ah once again called his bluff and it's, and it's it's right then that you get that scene back with the Wano, right? Which one? Where he like lights about? up a cigarette and he's like, uh, you know, you can't, I I can't bluff this person. He's he's too crazy. So like he doesn't think normally. Yeah, uh, no, it was. Uh, I think you can't bargain with stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what yeah. it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, which is you know even that little scene I thought was really good because it's like all right. Now I know the next time I see him, things are going to be different. Yeah. Because he basically gave the ultimatum and it didn't work. So tactics will have to change. The only way to, to win is to kill him. Yep. You can't convert him. Now yeah. I think Awano knows that. So uh, at that point, Kiryu realizes he's still on the run, though. Just they, they nobody's been called yet. And uh, as he's going down the street, bam, Nishiki pulls up in a car. He does like, seem to be everywhere. Um, I, th- this is where I, I had the first inkling that maybe I don't trust Nishiki. Yeah. Because he was in that bar before Awano showed up. He's right outside the club when Awano's there. Yeah. It's a little too... Um, convenient. Yeah, a little too convenient. But yeah, Nishiki shows up in a car, and he's like, look, get in. Kiryu's like, nah, I don't want to get you involved. He's like, look, I'm already involved. Just get in, all right? Kiryu gets in. He's like, all right, where are we going? He's like, out of this friggin' city. Yeah, anywhere but here. Anywhere but here. So he drives off into the wilderness, essentially. We we go off on back roads and stuff like that, and end up in the forest. We've been driving pretty much... I guess throughout the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. It's now nighttime. And as soon as we're a couple minutes into this drive, you know, then I'm like, uh, now I'm, now I'm more concerned here. It doesn't look like they're going anywhere where they've got a network. This, this looks like, uh, you know, putting your dog out of its misery. Yeah. We're doing old yeller here. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, we pull over and we're like, okay. Let's take a break for a minute. And uh, they both, uh, they share a cigarette. And they're like, man, this shit's fucked, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, well, what are we going to do? And Kiryu's like, all right, here's the deal. You go on without me. You're not in this. They don't know you took me out here. You can go back. Just leave me. I'll figure something out. Yeah, and, and then, you know, what he keeps saying is, like, I knew I'd have to do this alone. You know, I, I, I can do this alone. I will do it alone. Yeah. And uh, as this whole dialogue is happening, Nishiki is kind of pacing back and forth behind Kiryu. Yeah, goes off screen for a minute. Yep. And uh, he tells him, all right, well... 
this uh, enjoy the smoke, man, because that's probably going to be your last. And of course, Kiryu turns around. Or no, he doesn't turn around. Keeps his yeah, back not, to, he keeps he's his too back cool to for him. that. Yeah, he keeps <laughs> his back to him the whole time. And uh, it shows Nishiki holding a gun to Kiryu's head. And he's like, I don't want to do this, but this is the only way to do it. And it, at this point, I was thinking, Nishiki took a deal. Yeah. Nishiki took a deal to take Kiryu out. He's doing it. But Nishiki actually explains himself saying, look, I don't want to do this. This is the only way. Yeah, I know what they're going to do to you when they catch you, and they will catch you. Yeah. And they're going to kill you, but they're going to make your life hell before they do. Which we already know, I think, at this point, because we've seen what happened to Majima. Or yes. is that after this? No, no, that was that yeah. was Yeah, we already uh, saw before, that. Before, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they put you in what they call the hole, and they torture you until you beg for them to kill you, and then they kill you. Yeah, and I and and I care about you so much. I can't let that happen to you. Yeah, you're you are my brother. We grew up in the same orphanage since we were kids. I can't see that happen to you. And he is crying, yeah, tearing up, crying, At tearing this, up, crying, and being like, "What is my life without you? I can't, I can't do this." <laughs> yeah, and then that's when Cosma, not Cosma, excuse me, that's when Kiryu. I don't want to confuse people, but I keep saying Kazuma. Um, He's just sitting in jail. Nothing's happened with him yet. Oh, that's Kazuma. Not yeah. Kazuma. Kazuma Kiryu is the same person. Yep. I just I know him as Kazuma because that's I played the first game, and the first game was in English, and everybody called him Kazuma. But, um, yeah, but Kiryu turns around. And it's like, look, if you're going to do it, do it. I'm not going to stop you. This this is really the only way. And Nishiki pulls the trigger. But he misses him. Yeah, but I guess while he's having a spasm of of, of crying? I guess... Or just or, subconsciously didn't want to shoot him anyway. Yeah, or he chose not to shoot him. Yeah. And and Kiryu's like, you got to do better than that. You can't miss me. <laughs> and then Nishiki falls to the ground crying. Sobbing. Like, sobbing. Yeah. I mean, just like, just breaking down. And it's like, I can't do this. I can't. And then Kiryu tells him, look, you don't have to do this. I'll handle this. And he's like, where are you going to go? He's like, I'm going back to Kamarocho. I got business to take care of. I got some business <laughs> to take care of. These guys don't scare me. And he takes the car and leaves Nishiki there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but this scene, this scene, so I have to say, this scene from getting in the car to yeah. Kiryu leaving in the car is about a 15-minute cutscene. It's Metal Gear Solid long. Yep. And and, and you're super well done because, uh, you know, 15-minute cutscenes could be a, a drag to some people, but I don't see how it possibly could be. I don't see how you could get to this point in this game knowing, you know, how these characters have grown up together, you know, 
what they've gone through and not be like enraptured by the scene and it, it's it's emotional stuff yeah that's when that scene ended that's when I was like damn this game that's when I went to Twitter and said this is yep god this is a solid game it's it's so good like their cutscenes, their the the emotion. The thing is, and this is something that I, I do want to bring up, since this is entirely in Japanese, I'm reading all those subtitles. Um, there's very few media. I don't like reading subtitles. I don't like watching movies with subtitles. I don't like watching anime with subtitles. I that's just my that's just how I feel. But if something is that good you don't mind it there's a there's one other thing that i had the realization while i was watching it that i was like i'm reading subtitles and i don't care because this is so engrossing and that is quentin tarantino's inglorious bastards (laughs) yeah the entire scene where they're in that bar pretending to be nazis the all of the dialogue all of it is in German. And I read every bit of it and I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. And I did not care that it was all subtitled. The exact same thing happened here with Yakuza. Yeah, I I find that when when there's this much of it and it's this good because i you know i i would actually especially on this this kind of what we've covered for the second recording i've been even more impressed with the translation the scripts yeah like there was one point where he said something like well that's a real kick in the dick and i was just like wow i don't know i I mean that's not like a common saying but it's it seems like it wouldn't be the simplest translation but there's just a lot of little things about this translation that I'm, I'm, I'm impressed about more. And I feel like I wouldn't have expected it to cross my mind at all. Other than, you know, it's either, it's either unmentionable, like there's no reason to mention it or it's bad. And I was just surprised to actually have a number of points where I enjoyed the, the, the translation, but there's just a lot of it. It's well done. And, and in this type of a situation, I, I only really think about the, the subtitles for the first minute or two. After that, it's just I don't even realize they're subtitles. But the the other thing I do in this game that I definitely didn't think I was going to do, because every other game like this, the way I would play it is when a new line starts, I would immediately hit X to fill in the text, and then start to hit X again, and, and really just like double double tapping X almost to try and speed through it. I don't do that at all in this game. I I listen to all, every line of dialogue. I don't even cut them short. So I don't do that. I have to. I cut them short because I'm reading this entire time because the majority of this game is being played on like volume two. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm playing it while my wife is working and she's sitting right next to me. Yeah. And she's like, "Would you please turn that down? I can't concentrate." When, yeah, when when I there's angry when angry Japanese is on screen, she's just like, "That's really loud. Can you turn that down, please?" Yeah. <laughs> so but, I'm but I'm playing the nearly on is mute. So good. These voice actors are so good. Oh, I'm sure they are, and I, I mean I've heard them before, but yeah, no, they they they're legit. The thing is, have you seen any of Like a Dragon? 
I've seen the cover of the box. You have not seen any cutscene or anything like that? Nope. So Like a Dragon is fully voiced in English. It's also, they have made it to where the lips sync with the English voice acting. Mm. Like they did work to it. It's impressive. I watched the trailer for it because my wife has watched a lot of this game. Sure, she's not reading all the subtitles and occasionally she'll be like, whoa, what happened? And I'm like, oh, this guy got shot or this this happened. She's like, oh, you know, uh, but I played the trailer for Like a Dragon with her sitting there and she's like, wow, that looks 10 times better than that game you're playing right now. I was like, yeah. Which is crazy because I, you know, I, I also impressed with the way this game looks generally. I mean, lip syncing is one of the areas where it's not terribly good. But if you think Yakuza Zero looks good, wait till you play Yakuza Six. Ah, uh, Yakuza Six and Judgment look phenomenal. They are impressive. Yeah. So yeah, which is I I can't you know it's. It's strange to me to think because the script is so good here. The emotion, the characters, the relationships are all so good. Did it – would it hit the same way if it – you know, like I, – I mean I guess this this game didn't exist. But like Yakuza 1, I guess. I imagine Kiwami is going to be fantastic when we get to it. But it, it also – like does it need the polish of Kiwami – to get the player to connect with it because it you know because you can you can feel more for the characters if they show more emotion yada 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 or is it just as good on like a you know PS2 version the PS2 version like no joke dude the PS2 version of Yakuza 1 was great it was completely voiced in English which you know whatever but the story in that game is superb. So much, mm. in fact, that when I found out Yakuza 2 was coming out, I immediately pre-ordered it. And I think I was the only person in the state of Georgia <laughs> that pre-ordered Yakuza 2 because I think I was the only person who ever played it. But like, like I was like, yes, I want to see more of this. And Yakuza 2 is fantastic. Dude, like the entire series is freaking amazing, dude. Uh, but but uh, yeah, you said that, and I believe you. But this game has set the bar so high, I just can't imagine that the other ones are going to be as good. The thing that you're not getting that I am, I'm getting so much setup for Yakuza. Oh 1. right, yeah. There's, dude. You don't even know. The, the beginning of Yakuza 1, I want to know what what Yakuza 0 is doing is yeah. setting up the beginning of Yakuza 1. Because the beginning of Yakuza 1 is insane. And that's a that's an interesting like line to, to try and walk in a game like this, right? Because it came out after the other games. So you're trying to seed things in. You're trying to reward the people who know the series and give them those nuggets where you're like, oh, now this makes sense. But also you want to keep a game like this as an entry point because it's you know it's zero. In many ways, you should be able to play this without having played the other games. So it's, it's also impressive to me that 
I'm enjoying it as much as I am while you're able to get even more out of it. Yes. That's that's what's so great about this game is that it is filling filling in the gaps that I didn't even know were gaps. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, you've always wondered like how how did we end up here? How did how did how did Kiryu end up in this situation? Or how did he know this person? Well, now yep. we're knowing. I mean, even your comments about Majima being like a crazy person. Dude. I'm like, well, but but he he's not crazy. I mean, he's a caring guy. He's not done anything like, you know, he, he's not some kind of psycho. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Ask anybody. <laughs> and that, that was the thing was like, uh, I was talking with Jay Lee about it. And he's like, oh, Zero's so good. He's like, I love the introduction to Majima, right? I was like, dude, it was so good. He's like, because it's so, it it's totally subverts your expectations. Because yeah. if you've played the Yakuza series before, you know Majima is the Joker. He is an insane person who is like the ultimate chaotic good guy. But sometimes he's evil. He is like the, the chaotic neutral dude who yep. does everything he wants for himself. Occasionally he'll help out Kazuma-chan. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's, he, and I was like, oh man, when they, when they, when this dude was acting a fool in his cabaret bar, I was like, this <laughs> yeah. guy is dead. And then, nope. I was like, oh man, that's good. Like, Which any, is fascinating to me because something must break him at the end of this game then, right? I'm assuming. Something awful has to happen to this guy if he's going to go from the Majima we know to some psycho joker. Yes. So I, you know, I'm, I, everything that happens to him, I'm like, oh, is, is this it? Is some, what's going to, what's going to break him? Because it is a, it, it is going to be a deep break. So I, I need, I need to at least tell you this. Majima is not a villain. Majima is an anti-hero. He is, he is the opposite of Kazuma Kiryu. Uh, Kiryu is, f- for all intents and purposes, a gangster with a heart of gold. Majima yep. is that, but in the absolute reverse spectrum. <laughs> he He's not a good guy, but he's also not a bad guy. He's in it for himself, and... He does whatever he needs to to get it done. But that's not who he is in this game at all. No, right? no, 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 no. I mean, no. otherwise he would have just ended Makoto and been done with it. Y- yes, yes. So y- he he has Majima has no problems murdering somebody in front of a group of people. He has no problems with that. <laughs> uh. Do you, do you know what causes him to change? No idea. Because we we know so little about him, really, at this point. I can only imagine it has to do with his brother. I would assume it has something to do with his brother or something to do with Makoto. Yeah. I mean, maybe Makoto. She doesn't. I I feel like he he's a bit soft on her. But if she died, I I don't feel like that would change his personality that much yet maybe they get closer before the game ends but you know there's only one person who he's really dedicated his life to 
in my mind so far. So it's got to be something to that in my in my mind. I don't know if he's going to come back into the story. I don't know. I'm 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 really fascinated to know how or and why this guy's going to change. Yeah, me too. But speaking of which, bam. Let's switch back, back to, to him. back to Majima. Goro Majima uh has decided um to take this poor blind girl Makoto under his wing and protect her. There's some segments in this in this part of his story that I don't like. Escort missions suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean I as I was playing it, I'm like this is about to suck because I don't want to do this. But it, for me, it was just short enough and just easy enough to where I'm like, okay, it's a change of pace. I, I, I don't like it, but I don't dislike it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I also thought, all right, how many more times is this going to happen? Because if it happens again in the next couple hours, I will definitely not like it. Yeah. So, uh, Majima takes Makoto to a storage shack area that is for the rival, um, uh, cabaret, uh, club. Um, what was the name of it again? Uh, not Galaxy, wasn't it something? Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah. yeah. So he takes her there and and puts her in in the uh in the storage area there um she's she's freaking out what what happened to lee he's like well he, he got shot she's like oh god he's dead he's like no he wasn't dead when i left him and that guy's big he's he's tough he could he could probably handle a couple of gunshots <laughs> yeah was, yeah he'll shrug it off yeah and she's like okay uh, and She's like, well, we got to make sure he's okay. He's like, I'll go check in on him. Uh, and uh, he's like, look, you need to stay here, all right? The Yakuza is after you, and I have no idea why. And she's not giving up why either. So we need to go find Lee, or at least attempt to see if Lee's there. So we first have to go back to the scene of the crime. Uh, we go back to the, the massage parlor and, uh, well, there's a lot of blood, but no Lee. <laughs> and, uh, we find out that, uh, he's actually been taken to kind of like an underground hospital ran by the Chinese. Yeah, pretty underground. It's half hospital, half Mahjong parlor. Yeah. It's a Mahjong parlor that is also a underground hospital. And they took uh, they took Lee there. Lee is there playing Marjan with uh, with a bunch of Chinese guys. Uh, the Chinese doctor that uh, operated on him, he's there. Uh, you can tell he doesn't speak Japanese very well because it, it sounds kind of broken at times. Yep. Um, but he basically tells us, "Yep, here's Lee." So we sit down with Lee. And Lee's like, all right, did you get the girl? He's like, yeah, I got the girl. He's like, okay, well, good. I need to take care of her. He's like, but why were you there trying to kill her? (laughs) He's like, my boss told me 
that if I killed this Makoto person, that they would put me back in the Yakuza. He's like, okay. I like how Lee says, but you're clearly not a killer. Yeah. He's like, well, I can tell by the way you look, you're not a killer. You you wouldn't kill this person. And, of course, Majima kind of plays off like, yeah, I would. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, well, what's the next plan? Well, I want to know why the Yakuza is after this girl. Yep. And what about the guy with the bat tattoo? Yeah. Also, why are you looking for a guy with a bat tattoo? He's like, all right, well, here's the deal. And we go into kind of like a flashback story mode of Lee telling us the story of Makoto. So Makoto was originally kind of forced into being a hostess slash woman of the night, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, and she gained the favor of a, was it Korean mobster? Yep, I think so. And the Korean mobster was like a freaking sadist? Yep, kept her locked in a cage. He kept her locked up and beat her and humiliated her and just abused the living crap out of her to the point where she suffered she suffered a mental breakdown that made her lose her sight there is nothing physically wrong with her eyes but her brain is not allowing her to see is this a video game thing or is this real uh, that's a good question. I was surprised that they actually had the name for it that they said in the game. Do you remember what it was called? No. <laughs> hmm. Let's see here. Psychological blindness. Psychological blindness includes the effects of cataract, glaucoma, retinal separations from the substrate and similar physical problems of the ocular globe. It also includes the failure of precision optical system to cause tremor of the optical ocular globes through the action of the ocular muscles. Hysterical blindness is a psychological condition in which trauma from an injury or illness renders a patient unable to see temporarily, is what it says. Yeah, a little... Un- it, if it's real, it's not common, that's for sure. Okay. Not to discount anybody who actually suffers from this, I don't know. But I was just like, is this a video game thing? Yeah, it's like how amnesia happens all the time in video games. Yeah. 
far more often than in real life. Um, but anyway, uh, so this this guy who did all this torturing to her uh, had a tattoo of a bat on his arm. And, well, Lee wants to get revenge. He wants to murder this man. Uh, Lee was the one who rescued her. He used to work for the the triads, I believe. I can't remember. He was a gangster. And he went up against this group of guys and found her and rescued her and basically took her under his wing. And he's like, so why is the Yakuza after her? He's like, I have no idea. This is the first time I have seen the Yakuza show up trying to find her. So there's a dilemma. I've got two days to deliver Makoto's dead body, or at least evidence of it, to my Yakuza boss or heads are going to roll. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, nothing specific at this point, right? Lee basically just says, let's join forces. We, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we got a few days to figure it out. Why let's don't... try and figure it out. Yeah, why don't you go back and take care of her yeah there's a lot of pawning her off like i'll stay you take care of her yeah no i'll take care of her you go yeah that uh that's that's happened a couple of times here uh one of the other story beats that happens is that uh the manager over the uh, cabaret club um was it exodus odyssey odyssey god i'm i'm now i'm thinking genesis and exodus uh, I'm on the Bible stuff. Um, yeah, Odyssey. Um, he sees Majima going in and out of the place. Majima's like, all right, look, here's the deal. I don't need you to tell anybody that we're back here. And he's like, all right, fine. I won't tell anybody. He's like, also, you might want to check out this other cabaret club. Speaking of, uh, uh, you know, the business of cabaret. Um. Because uh, I hear that they've got some pretty good business and we want to see how they're operating. So that's the next thing we actually have to do. And this is basically our introduction, much like Kiryu with the real estate. This is Majima's way of generating money. Um, and that is uh, via running your own nightclub. Which is funny because he already owns a cabaret. Okay, <laughs> so now so, he's doing... Now he's got a cabaret club and a cabaret. So he is actually the owner of this club while he just manages the grand. So I don't yep. think he's getting the profits from the grand. Yeah, I guess Sagawa owns it, right? Yes. So um, we uh, <laughs> we go back to this club. It is a desolate ghost town. Uh, we talk to the manager. The manager's like, yeah... There's a bunch of guys who are basically 
buying up all the girls, they're buying up all the property, uh, and they run the hottest cabaret clubs in the city, and they're trying to drive everybody out. Much like the real estate guys. <laughs> um, so, we was like, alright, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we help out your business, and uh, we'll take it over, and um, see if we can get some profit rolling in. So we do that, and we have the mini game of hiring hostess women and setting them up at tables with guests and getting them to spend money on drinks. Yeah, you're right. This one was a lot simpler. Yes. Basically, watch the the hostess's hit point bar, and if they get tired, take them away, and then put another one in its place. And then you can also hire more, more um, staff, and uh, hopefully rake in some money. Which I raked in a good, probably two million yen in one night. Yep, which yeah, is not, not bad. bad. Um, That's a lot of street fights to get two million. Yeah. Although the street fights seem to vary so much. Like I have some that are only thirty or forty thousand, and then one that doesn't seem that much harder will give me like two million. Yeah, I can't figure it out. Uh, speaking of which, I did decide to uh, upgrade uh, Majima with his break dancing moves. And by went... training, by by just buying moves, or by training with the guys in the alley. Both. Oh, nice. So I train with the guys in the alley. I now have two heat moves. One of them is awesome. Uh, the the essence of friendly fire, where if you're between two guys, you can force the two guys to accidentally hit each other. Yeah. <laughs> And then Majima kicks one of them in the nuts and then elbows them. <laughs> and it's great because it takes out two guys at once. Um, so I learned that. But um, so, yeah, we, we now have our money generator for Majima. Uh, and um, that's kind of the end of... The the second to last chapter, right? Uh, there, well, there's a little bit more. I think you end up going back to the Grand Cabaret. Right, yeah. It ends with us, us getting a phone call. That's right. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot that happens in the, the this, this chapter. Yeah. The second chapter, not, I mean, there's a good amount that happens, but it's mainly just on the run again. Um, yeah, exactly. Eight is really short. A lot of what, what still happens here with Majumas is still in seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I forgot about that. So um, after learning about doing the cabaret stuff, we then go back to have a little meeting with both um, Makoto and Lee. Lee meets us at the, the little safe area that we got, safe house that we got set up. Um, and he gives Makoto a drink. Makoto then passes out, and we get the feeling, hey, what's going on here? Lee actually tells us, yeah, I gave her something to make her pass out and sleep because she doesn't need to hear this. So Lee comes up with a plan. The Yakuza is wanting Makoto dead, right? Right. 
did some research. Look in this folder here. There's pictures of a woman who looks a hell of a lot like Makoto. Lee's like, I've got Makoto's uniform. That woman, I know where she is. She looks a lot like Makoto. We could easily use her as a body double. It's Which is funny. This gets Lee out of his problems, right? He doesn't want Makoto dead. Yep. But but Majima just doesn't want to kill anybody. So killing a stranger instead of Makoto really isn't that much better. Yeah. Majima is not having any of this. He's like, so you want me to t- kill a total stranger and play it off like she's Makoto? He's like, this is the only way. You're dead if you don't. Makoto's dead if you don't. This is the only way it works, man. He's like, I can't believe you're actually going with this. I am not doing this. And Lee's like, then you know my plan. (laughs) I can't let you leave this room. Yep, let's fight about it. So we get into a boss fight with Lee again. No problems whatsoever here. When you level up your, your attack for the certain move sets holy crap does that help i break dance my ass off on him <laughs> <laughs> i was mostly doing slugger style with him yeah um for for me it, it, that's my default is basically I'll, I'll break dance the groups and i'll slugger style the bosses i mean that's probably because the I, best. I like even yeah, it's just just to me that's like all right, that's that that's the way I'm gonna try it unless that doesn't work, and then you know, and then I'll start varying up the the moves and the move sets. But yeah, I uh, didn't have a problem here. Beat him pretty easily. Beat him up, and we we're like, all right, we're leaving. Whatever. I mean, I, I I can't believe you're going with this, and I'm not gonna have any part of it. And uh, Majima walks out. He still got the. Um, the the folder and the uniform and a bag and he's sitting down contemplating life basically like what the hell am I doing and throws the bag in the garbage and walks away we then get a scene of a person off screen walking up to the bin and grabbing the bag that has the uniform and the pictures in it cut to the next day Majima runs back into Lee and Lee's like good for you man you did it and he's like did what (laughs) killed that girl right it's all over the news we watch the news and we're like, what? <laughs> yeah, found face down, face burned off with acid. Definitely yep. wearing uh, wearing the uniform. Yeah, wearing the uniform. Uh, he's like, yeah, I, I got a call from the police telling me to go to identify the body. And I told him it was her. All according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that wasn't me. He's like, yeah, right. Who was it then? He's like, I don't know, but it wasn't me. And around that time... Uh, there's a phone. So we're in the the acupuncture massage parlor place. Nobody knows we're here. 
And uh, Lee goes and answers the phone, and he's like, uh, it's for you. Majima's like, Majima's like, what? Nobody knows I'm here. He picks it up, and there's a guy on the other end. So I, I like the, the introduction of this guy, because you don't actually see him. You see his mouth. You see it moving while he's talking. And yep. you, you also see horrible things. You see him groping a woman. <laughs> yep. And he's like, hey, I hope you like my handiwork. He's like, you did this? And he's like, yeah, I figured you'd be happy. I just saved your ass. So now you don't have your boss wanting to kill you over it. But uh, I tell you what, why don't we have a talk about it? Since uh, you can thank me in person. I'm actually over here at the Grand right now having a good old time. Why don't you come down and see me? So uh, Majima's like, I have to go. <laughs> yep. And and it, they did show when when Majima dropped off the bag in, in the garbage can and then the other guy picked it up, they did show the sleeve of like a red suit, right? So it presumably was this guy. I think so, yeah. I think, I think so. there was a red suit there, and then when you when you see this guy in the Grand, he's wearing a red suit. Yeah. So um, when we get there, this the the Grand is completely empty, with the exception of this guy's like booth. He's got five or six girls around him, groping one yep. of them. Runs about like, the whole place, pile of money in the side. There's a pile of money sitting on the floor, and he's like, "Yeah, I ran out the whole place." Hopefully that's enough, right? And it's a, just a pile of money sitting there. Majima's like, um, we need to talk. Tells the girls to go away. And he's like, look, I helped you out here, man. You, uh, you know, I did it as a mutual favor. You help me, I help you, that kind of thing. So, you know, a little easy payment. Just give me Makoto. Yeah. So, uh, you got the Yakuza off your back. If you give me Makoto, we call it Even Stevens. And, uh... He doesn't say he's going to kill her. No. But... And he's like, yeah. yeah. Well, he asked me, he's like, why is the Yakuza 1, this girl, so bad? He's like, I, look, I work for an employer, too. I, I'm not going to, yep. I'm not going to risk, you know, ruining my relationship with my employer just because some dude with an eye patch wants to know. They just hand her over. You're out of hot water right now, but you can easily be back in it. Uh, and, uh, he asked him who he is. And, uh, he's like, oh, I uh I'm actually pretty good friends with your boss. We work alongside each other. Uh, we're both lieutenants in the Ah, what is the name of that clan? Starts with the O. Is it Ojo clan? Oja clan? Uh Oma? I thought it was a O Well he he's part of the, the Kijin clan. Kijin. Let's see here. What's his name? It's Ni Nishitani? Nishitani. Yakuza Zero. Here we go. Uh, uh, he is the patriarch of the Kijin clan. Omi. 
Alliance. Uh, there you go. He is the uh, one of the chairman of the Omni uh, Alliance, which is basically a lot like the Tojo clan of of Kamarocho. And he's like, uh, so yeah, I just want Makoto. We'll fair trade. You got your boss off you. I get Makoto, and we'll go from there. I'm not going to kill her. I'm just getting her for another person. Mantra's like, no, that's not going to happen. He's like, okay, well then why don't we, uh, why don't we sell this another way then? And he pulls out this large knife. And he's like, so why don't you, uh, why don't you fight me? And he's, Majima's like, yeah, that's not going to fly either. He's like, why? No, don't fight my clients. You are a paying customer. I'm not that we don't fight our paying customers. So he then gets on the phone and he calls the police and pretends to be Majima and says, there is a robber here with a knife trying to rob the place. Come quickly. And he's like, there. I'm not a paying customer anymore. I'm a robber. Do you fight robbers now? And the Majima's like, well, you put it that way. Let's get it on. This guy was a little trickier. Yep. I actually died to him once. Okay, I didn't I didn't die to him, but I got close. <laughs> I I only got I got close once or twice and then I mean he had a couple of real good combos I where I, I went from half a life bar to dead before I could react. Oh wow. But uh yeah, he does the the um the in between little like little quick time events that they play are great. Yep. Uh, and I like that they're not just like cutscenes. You know, if you're successful, his life bar actually does go down when you hit him. Yeah. Same. Including what, that one that's crazy, where the knife goes right through his like ankle. Oh yeah. So I screwed Shin? I screwed that up, and it went through Majima's ankle, <laughs> <laughs> and I lost like half my health there. I was like, great. But um, yeah. So after defeating him, the police show up. They're like, what the heck is going on here? And he's like, ah, crap. Looks like my time's up. But you're a pretty good fighter. This is the, the most alive I've felt forever. And he's like, I'll see you soon. As he's being carted off by the police. Which the police are like, this better not be some kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now that that's over with... uh." There's more Yakuza on the way. So, um, we run into outside, uh, well, God, I, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, the, the boss of Majima. Sagawa? Sagawa, Sagawa, sorry. Um, Sagawa's men show up and are like, yo, where's Makoto? Um, wait, I'll take that back. That happens after this. We, we actually run into Sagawa. Um, he's up at the office, right? Forgot about that. Yep. Sagawa's like, uh, so. Another good conversation in the game, right? Where he's like, you know, something doesn't add up here. Yeah. 
Why didn't you tell us when the job was done? Yeah. You uh, you didn't uh, contact us and let us know that the job was done. He's like, oh, I forgot. He's like, oh, okay, you forgot. Um, also, why'd you beat her face in? Yep, something's a little suspicious here. And, you know, we didn't ask for you to, to freaking mutilate this girl. We just told you to kill her. And he said, it looks a lot like you're trying to make sure we don't know who this person is while also trying to make sure we know who the person is. Yeah. It, it makes no sense to leave the uniform on her, but then screw up her face to where she's unrecognizable. And he's like, I'm not lying about this. I killed her. We're done. He's like, all right, fine. I know you wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> it was a good scene. It was very tension focused. Yep. Yep, definitely. Until and it's... yeah, and then and then then he goes outside and meets the doctor. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The doctor gives him some pain pills. He's like, look, uh, I f- the Lee's going to run out of his pain medication. And uh, gunshot wounds hurt a lot, <laughs> so you Go might <laughs> you might want to get those back to him before he runs out. Uh, I was supposed to give them to him earlier today, but I forgot. And he's like, "All right, well, I'll take them to him. I'm supposed to meet up with him anyway." So we go back to the hideout. We meet up with Lee, and we give we take Lee's pain medication, and Lee's like, "Pain medication." Okay, uh, whatever. And uh, that's when Majima's like, "All right, so we need to." Which is a bit of an oh shit moment. Yeah, well, yeah, right? that, yeah, well, it it was kind of a throwaway line until about a minute later, because they throw it away as in like my pain medication. Okay, whatever. Uh, but and then that's when you know Majima's like, "Hey, pretty sure my boss is kind of wise to the whole thing that we uh, we didn't kill Makoto." He's like, how can you be so sure? Then the door opens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the door opens, and oh, look, it's the Chinese doctor. And he comes in with this very somber look on his face, basically saying, look, Lee, you brought me in. You taught me how to speak Japanese. You told me money was the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got paid money to sell you out. <laughs> And then a bunch of Yakuza walk in, and Lee's like, really, you piece of shit, you sold me out? <laughs> and then the Yakuza guys walk in, and it's um, it's Majima's boss's men, so it's not, it's not the other guy. And we start to recognize these guys. It's like, oh, these are the guys who have been watching us this whole time. The guys who have been constantly watching Majima's apartment while he's sitting there on the balcony. I like the the guy that was like the bum pushing the cart, takes out his crowbar. Yeah. Just jams it right into the doctor's chest. Yes. So the, the, the dude who dresses up like a hobo pulls out a crowbar and literally slams it, stabbing the Chinese doctor right in the chest. The dude falls over, bleeding to death. And now we have a fight. Uh, Majima tells Lee to get Makoto out of here. I'll handle these guys. 
and they leave. We have a mini boss fight with these guys, but these guys were not difficult at all. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Not not really hard. I mean, <laughs> that's an intimidating way to start off a fight is to run a crowbar into somebody's chest. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be harder than it was, but yeah, not too bad. Yeah. So um, beat those guys, run into the street, and we find Makoto. We're like, hey, where's Lee? Lee then shows up. I can't leave that guy. He's like, dude, the dude just sold you out. Are you kidding me? He's like, well, what if, uh, he can't sit there. He'll die. I'm like, good riddance. He sold us out. He screwed you over. And now you want to go help me? He's like, I'm taking him to the freaking hospital. So we're like, all right, fine. I was like, so where do we go? He's like, all right, just go to my massage parlor. I've got a van. We'll use it. We'll get the hell out of the town. All right? Just go now. Try to avoid as much as you can. Stick to the back sideways. Sideways. Side, the big, The back... The back streets, excuse me, Jesus. <laughs> Side streets, back streets, I got those mixed up. Anyway. So, Lee takes the stabbed doctor to the hospital, to the underground hospital. Now we gotta do another escort mission. We walk around with Makoto, a la holding hands with Raiden and, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Uh, Emma from Metal Gear Solid yeah. 2. Yep. And then occasionally enemies would come by. We have to hide in plain sight. Uh, and if you do get into a fight, they try and grab her and bring her health down really quickly. This one generally felt easier to me. I think maybe it was just a little bit shorter. It was definitely a lot get... shorter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was definitely a lot shorter. Um, and it worked out fine. I, was, I think I got yep. into maybe two fights tops. There's one fight that you have to get into, which is kind of like the ending of this section kind of thing. Yeah, kind of at the beginning at the end, right? You have to fight one right when you start. Yeah. When they walk up to you. Yeah. But uh, we'll make it to the massage parlor. Whew. Okay. Lee shows up. All right, cool. Let me go get the van started. You guys just wait here. I'll be right back. I'll pull the van around. We'll jump in and get out of here. All right, cool. Lee runs to get the van, jumps in, puts his key in, turns the ignition, kaboom. The van goes up in flames. Somebody said a yeah, bomb. Yeah, like a bomb. Yeah. yeah, car bomb. Car bomb rigged to explode as soon as you put the key in. Lee's a tough guy, but I'm not sure he survived that. Don't think <laughs> he survived the car explosion. The explosion was so bad that it pushed Majima and Makoto probably about 10 feet they both yeah, and it rocked like the whole street too. Yes, uh, and uh, Makoto was knocked out cold. Majima is there, but he can barely even like sit up. At that point, emerges the man himself, the one who's behind all of this. Majima's boss with it's a like gun, a and he's like. I knew it. Basically, it's like, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't kill that girl. You don't have the guts to do that. But, I'll but tell you lied you, to me. Yeah, and you lied to me, and I'll tell you one thing. I'll make sure it happens. I'll take you both out right now. And as he's getting ready to pull the trigger, he gets shot in the back. 
He turns around, tries to aim his gun at whoever shot at him, gets shot in the hand, and he falls over, laying there, bleeding out, I'm assuming. And there is a man standing there uh, with a pistol, silence pistol, and a white suit. It's a man I've never seen before. He walks up to Makoto and Majima, and he leans down and kind of strokes Makoto's chin a little bit. Yeah. And Majima reaches up to him and asks him, who are you? He pushes his arm off of him in almost like disgust. And then comes down and pistol whips Majima in the face. Knocking him out. Knocking him out. And that is the end of the chapter. Holy shit. Yep. <laughs> that the the last ten minutes of that chapter is like like Godfather levels of of action. Yep. And I feel like in both both storylines here, like the the bottom has fallen out. And like there, there are no like safe zones. Like these guys are are completely on the run at this point. Like, yeah, both both characters are essentially screwed. Yeah, yeah, with no hope now of just things calming down and them returning to to normal life. Yeah, it was a little bit how I felt when I watched uh, when I watched Breaking Bad. Right, it's a good show. Every season of Breaking Bad, for me, I was like, oh man, things are getting crazy. And I feel like it's about to go off the rails, and then it would just come back and be really good. And I'm like, all right, now the, you know, now now the anxiety and the stress and the pressure has all amped up, and it's still good, and it's still happening. And so far, like every time something bad happens to these characters, I'm like, all right, well, either things are going to settle down now, or it's going to get too ridiculous. But it 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 kind of doesn't do either, and it just kind of maneuvers its way forward into a more high pressure, more high stakes situation and uh yeah i'm just i'm just loving it i can't i I can't really be more invested in in what these guys are doing and how this is going to turn out for them because it doesn't seem like there's any way this could turn out well for them i am so so glad that you're enjoying this game way more than i thought i was going to because i i feared it would have too much of that open worldness to it that you'd be like "Ah, i don't know if i like this um, also, I love the Yakuza series, even though I haven't yeah. played them all. And I feel like I have to tell people about this series. <laughs> it's my duty. It, it Because I, I was there, like, I, mean, I don't want to sound like a freaking elitist or anything, but I was there from the beginning. I bought that game, like, within a few months of it coming out. And, yeah. and, and like, with no, no no context at all. I had no idea what this game was about. I basically bought it based on the cover. And and I was like, this is something that everybody should play. Like I was like, this is this is legit good and nobody's talking about this game. Um and the more people that I can get involved with the Yakuza series, the better. I am itching so bad to play like a dragon. Yeah. Because like a dragon is a whole new story. A new guy, a new city, I believe. I'm not sure. 
you know, set years after six. What year does six take place in? Do you know? Because this this one takes place in what eighty eight. Eighty eight. Are we are we caught up to modern times? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Yakuza six. I would assume. I can't remember when Yakuza six came out. Let's see here. I'll just ask Google here. When does Yakuza six take place? Adventure video game developed and published by Sega for PlayStation 4. The game is the seventh main entry in the Yakuza series and was released in Japan in December 2016. Uh, oh, that's that's somewhat relevant. <laughs> Here we go. Yakuza. So, the only thing I'm not 100% loving are the fights, as they're a little bit repetitive. They are. They are. Uh, Yakuza um, 6 takes place in 2016. 2016. Okay. Um, so, the, 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 that's the thing, is that if if you feel like this game is, is the combat's repetitive, this is the reason why I want to play Like a Dragon. Like a Dragon is a turn-based RPG. Yeah, that's crazy. That's <laughs> insane to me. And I was like, "This I want to play this." So, what are you doing in the game when you see like the random groups of thugs or bikers or men in black? Are you fighting them all? Are you skipping them all? Are you doing fifty-fifty? Like, what's your you know what's your approach when you're just wandering? Place I to place? I run straight toward them every time and every, fight every group every single time. I'm probably at about seventy percent. I want like to the get number as of much times money I've as crossed I can. that bridge. Yeah. There's a lot of times I've crossed that bridge and <laughs> abandoned whoever was getting picked on. Oh, I stopped those guys too. Because that's a free health item. Is it a health item? I, they keep giving me silver plates. And I'm like, what do I do with all these slightly damaged silver plates? Oh, you make money off them. You can sell them. But I'm, I sell them at. I found a little stand in a back alley where I traded in CP points. Is it there or do I do it elsewhere? No, you do it elsewhere. It's, okay. it's, it's money. Yeah, you just you get money for them. Yeah. I've got a lot of those, but I also get like the uh, the the stamina X's and stuff like that. Yep. But, um, yeah. Uh, let me go ahead and just read off these emails. We've got three emails this week. Which is fantastic. First email comes in from Jeff, titled Yakuza Zero. It says, uh, what's up, fellas? Uh, when I heard you guys were playing Yakuza Zero, I couldn't wait to hear the discussion. I had never played a Yakuza game until Zero came to Game Pass. Interestingly, I had just finished playing Sleeping Dogs, fantastic game, when this game came to Game Pass. I started it up and was kind of overwhelmed at first with the combat and stances. I actually only played it for a few minutes and quickly uninstalled it. A few days later, I heard Ken talking about it on the podcast and decided to give it a go. A few weeks and 100 hours later, I finished it. I have to say, it blew me away. Here are my few thoughts I had about the game. First off, the story is absolutely fantastic. All the characters are excellent. I also found that I like the smaller but densely packed city. 
The way you randomly and organically run into side quests is very well done. I found myself genuinely delighted pretty much the whole time I was playing. I find the balance between a serious and emotional main story combined with hilarious and insane side quests to be so charming. I never got even remotely bored of playing. Secondly, uh, while at first I was turned off by the -the off-the-wall combat, once I discovered how nuanced and deep it was, I fell in love with it. There's nothing more satisfying than hearing the ping of that bat when you tee off a thug after thug. (laughs) Then switch to breakdancing and spin-kicking a mob of goons. Without question, this is one of my favorite games of the generation, and I can't recommend it enough. If anyone out there has Game Pass and hasn't played it, stop what you're doing and play this game. The whole series is on Game Pass, and Yakuza 6 and Judgment are coming later this year. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Jeff. Thank you for that yep. email. And that's, yes. Uh, that's a nice email. Nice, nice impression of it, because that's how I'm feeling so far, and looking forward to the rest. And th- just to just to throw that out there, and I know I'm a big proprietor of it, Game Pass is a steal and a half. $15 a month, and you get the entire series of Yakuza for free. That is insane. On top of that, there are tons of other games on there. But if you want to play every single Yakuza game up to Like a Dragon, you can do it on Game Pass. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm close. I'm close to signing up. One of these days, I'll pull the trigger. Are you playing Zero on PS4? Uh, playing the PS4 version on the PS5. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm playing on Series X. So, there you go. Next email comes in from Dustin. And I, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'm going to try to pronounce it anyway. <laughs> Kazuma Kiryu is no Ryo Hazuki. No Ryo Hazuki. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds good. Go with it. Oh, Ryo. From freaking um, um, Shinmo. That guy. Oh. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yakuza tries to do what Shinmo did much better back in 2000. Nah, I can't back that up. But I do think it was influenced a lot by Shinmu. My history with the game is pretty much the same as yours. Heard it was a GTA set in Japan. Heard it was a brawler, etc. So what genre would you call it? Uh, To me, there's no doubt it's straight up action RPG. You have your random encounters, your side quests, your mini games, and uh, grandioso story. Instead of swinging swords... You're punching people with different styles. This game hooked me in its opening chapter with its its engaging story, and I'm currently in chapter 10, and it just keeps getting better and better. I stopped the loop right away. Uh, I saw the loop right away in chapter 1 and 2. Do a random thing, end up in a brawl. Do a story beat, end up in a brawl. Mm -hmm. 
I can see this getting old real quick. Good thing yeah. we're breaking up the series with games in between. Can't wait for Lost Odyssey. Uh, if it wasn't for the engaging story, I think this game would get tedious. In fact, it kind of already is. I'm looking at you, Shakedown Clown. <laughs> Talk about the most boring fight in video games. Bait out a move, get one attack in, repeat since it since if he lays a punch on you, you're dead. I love wasting 15 to 20 minutes with these guys. I love it more when you fight one with three bars and get him down to the last quarter of the final bar and then get caught on some geometry and the tiny-ass street and he knocks you out with one punch so that you get to start the whole thing over again. It's so damn frustrating. Man, sounds like this man has history with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've avoided him every time. I have fought him twice and each each time I have got the crap beat out of me. Let's see here. I'm also playing this game on hard. So far, the hardest part Mm. was the first Kaze boss fight, since you have no skills and no health drinks. You kind of just get wrecked if you don't know what you're doing. After that fight, I haven't had too much trouble. Most bosses go down easy, but I've had a couple battles where it took me two or three tries. Is it me, or is there just way too much shit to do in this game? Side missions are fun and all, but I think I've had the best one spoiled for me. So far, my favorite is the password side quest and the boy in the vending machine. But then you also have not one, but two different management sims, card collecting, and some weird softcore porn wrestling RNG betting minigame. It's overwhelming. Anyway, I'm enjoying the crap out of this game and can't wait to see where the story goes. P.S. Japanese chest or shoji... Shogi is damn near impossible. I can't tell the icons apart from one another. Maybe I should take some horse tranquilizers. Good God. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I would have that same feeling on it being a bit overwhelming. And that's where, if I had any trepidation about an open world game, it it would have come from that. Yeah. But I, I feel like this game does a fair job of keeping things separated. And it's it, to me, it's probably as simple as the next the next main story beat is almost always indicated with a big pink arrow, right? So uh, again, I don't mind doing all the side stuff as long as I am mentally prepared to say, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take an hour and just do other stuff." But I, what I don't like is trying to do mainline stuff and just not having it be clear whether what I'm doing is to advance the story or whether what I'm doing is just to, to gain money or, you know, as, as part of one of the management sims. As long as I have an intent to do one of those things, then, then I'm perfectly okay with it. And at least this game crosses that barrier for me. And, I you know, I, I can make that decision. I'm not just going to be lost in trying to figure out whether, you know, whether a quest is, is a big quest or a not or not. So, I you know, I there is a lot to do in this game, but it, it's really the... There, it doesn't seem to me like there's a lot of like mid-sized quests either, right? Like most of the side quests are real short. Typically, or they're multi-layered, where you just have to, you know, you do something and then the next day you'll run into them again, kind of thing. Yeah, but you wouldn't con- you wouldn't confuse those with mainline stories. I no. mean, they're wildly different. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas it's something like GTA. Half the time, I never knew if what I was doing was a mainline story or not. Right. So, so th- th- this game at least has that separation for me. The the one thing I do mention that I forgot to mention was the 
the, the, the wrestling thing. I did do it. I actually won like 3 million yen off of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I beat, I beat, I beat the champion. Like I went through the entire tournament bracket and beat everybody that I went up against. It is very RNG based. It's rock, paper, scissors based. It's also a little button mashy at times. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, that, that, that's enough of that. I did it once. My wife was Is there more to do or is it done now that you've beaten it? No, there's more to do. You can, you can bet on you. So you basically, you choose a fighter to bet on and then you cheer them on. And that's basically what it is. You're cheering them on while they're wrestling and you can possibly influence them to do better. And I think I just randomly got, I was, I randomly won the tournament, but you can, (laughs) you can always re-enter into tournaments and bet on other people. But I, I somehow won the entire tournament, and I said that's enough. Because it's 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 straight up like you know, it's it's dead or alive like gratuitous. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah, my wife's sitting right here and she's judging me <laughs> while playing this game. Um, next email, final email comes in from Chad. And, uh, let's see here. It says, howdy crew. Wowie, wow, wow. Assuming you made it through chapter eight, there are some awesome story beats here, especially in chapter six. Chapter six may be my favorite in the whole game, from the motorcycle ambush in the sewers to the silly yet very dark scene with Awano in the dance club to the attempted mercy killing of Kiryu by Nishiki. Chapter 8 does the best job so far of pushing Majima's story forward and ends on a great cliffhanger. Here are some mysteries yet to solve. Number mm, 1. I like this. I like the yeah. sound of this. <laughs> we still don't know for sure who set Kiryu up in the first place. Some have strongly alluded it was Kuze, but if you listen closely, some have suggested it might be someone else. Number 2. We now know who the clan was that was hunting Makimura. It was Nishitani, Nishitani, yeah, Nishitani of the Ami Alliance, which rivals the Tojo clan. Uh, great scene, by the way, between him and Majima fighting at the Grand. He did Majima a favor of following through to make uh, Makimura seem dead and is hoping Majima will turn her over to him, but we still don't know what Nishitani wants her for, or why Sagawa, also Ami, wants her dead. We now know why Lee and Makimura were looking for the guy with the bat tattoo. He's the Mm -hmm. one that tortured her and made her blind, but we still don't know who this person is yet, or do we? Number four, the climax for chapter eight is that Lee is blown up by a car bomb while trying to escape uh, Sotenbori uh, with Makimura. Sagawa laid the trap, and right before he tried to execute Majima and Makimura, is shot by some stranger. Thinking he has come to their rescue, the stranger knocks Majima out instead. 
have fun learning about this new character. He's <laughs> actually pretty interesting. Interesting. Number five. We still don't know where Kazuma falls within all of this mess while he's in jail. We know he put some plans in motion, but what are they? And six, most importantly, everybody is still in the dark about who actually owns that empty lot. Till next time, Chad. Yeah, I mean, this game has no shortage of mysteries. I mean, it is... There's cliffhanger after cliffhanger yeah. after reveal. I mean, it's it's intense. It's despite the fact that so much of it of the gameplay is just sitting there watching the screen, it's still pretty intense. Yeah, I am very excited to see where this story goes. I can't wait. Yeah, the single thing I'm most interested in finding out is what happens to Majima at the end of this. Yeah, I I want to know too. I really want to know. How does he go from, from the guy who couldn't execute Makoto to whoever he is in the future that I don't know yet? Yeah. It's a uh, gosh, this is a great game. And and I'm I'm assuming, I'm pretty sure as soon as we boot this game back up, we're going to be next time, let the previously on Kazuma Kiryu's story. And we'll go right back into what the hell is Kiryu going to do next? Yep. Going to go back to Kamarocho and I guess crack some skulls. Going to go after Kuze and Awano by himself. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Uh, if you'd like to send an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. I am not at DML Fury anymore. That, that account is dead. That account that's is actually... Tough. I mean, when you, when you changed that last week, you know, I, I can understand. It's like writing 2021. Yeah. I or changed... 2020 still in the beginning of 2021. Yeah, I changed that, uh, what, about five, six months ago now? Uh, yeah, uh, Drew Leachman is where I'm at. Uh, and then Matt is at REMGS. Uh, the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But, uh, yeah, man. I can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, we're going to do another four chapters for next week. So we're going to go through chapters uh, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be all set. But, uh, yeah. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. This, you know, re- recording on a Thursday. The last two Fridays, I've basically spent my whole day because I'm not going out to the bars you know after work at the moment and so it's more like all right when I get home I'm going to boot that up uh, probably going to probably going to make a pizza I'm going to boot this up and I'm just going to I'm just going to spend my whole Friday night every Friday night with this and it's something I've been looking forward to every week actually the last couple of weeks and spend your Friday nights hanging out with some gangsters yep there you go but uh, yeah that's going to be it for us Thank you all so much for listening, and thank you so much for those emails, all three of you guys, and please send more. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Give us some some uh, riveting questions. Chad, he's great at those. Jay, 
said the J was uh, was always good at them too. We love those, yeah. love them, especially if people who have played this these games before, asking these kind of questions, having us engaged in those. And while I'm playing, I'm asking myself those questions as well. It really just ups the ante. I love it. And uh, Chad, thank you so much for doing that, and I really do appreciate it. And everybody else who emails us, thank you so much. Send some more. Uh, our next game will be Lost Odyssey, and there's some major things that happen in that game. I only made it about halfway through, so I don't know how that game actually ends, but uh, there's some tons of revelations in that game. But, uh, yeah. But that's for a later time. Until next time... I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode of Yakuza Zero.